On today's episode of On the Cusp, Alberta's circular podcast, we're talking to the leading zero waste organizations across the province on their views of moving towards zero waste during the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Tammy and I will interview these special guests. We would like to welcome Brianna Lachlan from Plastic Free YYC, Sean Stepchuk from Waste Free Edmonton, Kathleen Shepard from Environment Lethbridge, and Christina Seidel from the Recycling Council of Alberta. Welcome everyone. First off, uh, Christina, we wanted to start off with asking, why does the RCA view reduction and waste management as an important issue, and why should we continue to focus on this with everything else going on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, it's, it's interesting because the RCA certainly are not the only ones that think this is an important issue at this time. Waste and recycling are part of the, the list of essential services that have been declared by the different levels of government. So that just goes to show how important it is. But from a, a sort of more a broader perspective, waste really represents a lot in our systems. And any time that we have excess waste um, or, or that we're not handling waste well, you can see that we have other repercussions and and because waste is such a representative um, symbol of our of resource use in our society it, it's it's so important for us at all times to look at reducing waste as much as possible and this is no different than than any other time that just because we have a pandemic doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to do all kinds of environmental protection initiatives and waste reduction is just one of those. So it's critical that we do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. We actually try to do the best we can. And and certainly I think we can do better and it also speaks to the resiliency of our systems in, in terms of what we're how we're able to continue to do things like recycling and waste reduction. Yeah, and we've heard a lot just in the, from from members and and from people, the public, uh, just with the increased use of single-use plastic and um, kind of going backwards from some of the steps we've made. Uh, Brianna and Sean, um, maybe Brianna, we'll start with you. But as uh, members of the community in Calgary, what has Plastics Free YYC heard from your members about some of these concerns? Um, you know, they, there is a lot of concerns happening, um, and they're reaching out to me and our team asking, where can I bring my reusable bag? What stores are allowing this? Or they're telling us stories of, you know, um, different local stores that are, um, stepping up and changing the way they, um, allow zero waste. So there's a bit of positivity, but I think there's also a lot of confusion coming from our local, like on our local front here, uh, like, can I bring my grocery bags? Can I, like, can I use my produce bags? Can I continue moving forward on my own zero waste journey here in Calgary? And where can I do that? Those are kind of the conversations we're having. Um, but there is still this idea of, you know, they, the community is still very strong and the voice for reducing waste is still very, very uh, positive and strong. Um, but I think it's mostly around confusion and um, a little bit of upset for sure on things that are stepping backwards like our bulk our bulk buying options are are limited now and and stuff like that so it's it's i think that's kind of how it is here um i'll throw it to sean oh and i think that uh i mean all aspects of our lives have been thrown into disarray in this time and i think most of our, our members are understanding of that but there's still a lot of frustration when it comes to the 
the, the inability to carry on um, with waste reduction practices in the way that, that people want to, uh, particularly when it comes to those things that don't really seem uh, necessary, like grocery stores refusing customer bags when there's easy solution of you can just use your own and, uh, and bag your own. So there's easy workarounds to these things and people are frustrated when they're not allowed to do them. Um, and also, it's not just what's happening right now, but some people are concerned about what this will mean longer term. Uh, will establishments take this disruption as an opportunity to critically think about their waste-related practices once COVID threat is reduced? Or will they simply continue to, to stay with everything should be single-use just because ah, that's the easiest and, and uh, we've kind of got an excuse to not continue to move forward. So there's some concern about the future. Yeah, thanks, Sean. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, further on, I think, in, and get into kind of what we think next steps are and um, and how we can advance and continue to to move forward on on reduction and um, messaging and, and important environmental action. Um, I guess wondering what actions that your your organizations in Edmonton and Calgary have can have recommended for people to help reduce the packaging. You talked a bit about recommending people continue to bring their reusable bags and um, I, I don't know Christina uh, Brianna or Sean are, are there any other recommendations that you've really leaned on during this time when people are looking for those answers um, I'll start uh, one thing that we're really pushing from our point of view is to buy local and support local because many local small businesses are allowing are being a little bit more flexible um, in understanding the importance of maintaining a reduction in waste. Um, many of our zero waste stores here are now offering delivery services, which is fantastic for them, um, keeping their businesses running. Um, and other things that we always uh, promote is use what you have already. Um, I think uh, there's this idea that, you know, we're sitting at home, so there's this, I, um, you might you might be bored watching Netflix and you might be on your phone, you want to buy new things, buy new reusable straws or <laughs> whatever it is, you know, you're shopping online. So um, maybe taking a step back and just being a little bit more conscious about what you're buying. Um, those are, it sounds very high level, but I think that those are the biggest steps that we can take um, in this current situation to reduce our waste and reduce our consumption of things that could be wasteful. Great. Sean, what about you from uh, Waste Free Edmonton? Yeah, and I think that uh, building off of what Brianna said there, we're kind of asking people to critically think about what it is that they've been doing in their lives, specifically when it comes to buying and consumption. And if people are taking the fact that you can't go shopping most places, let's say, and instead just saying, well, now I'm just going to buy a whole bunch off of Amazon uh, or Walmart.com, that's not really... Uh, that's not really uh, beneficial. But if people are saying, well, do I really need to buy as much and especially as much packaged stuff, but just stuff in general? Uh, and if they critically think about that and then decide, you know what, I, I don't need to spend as much time buying and shopping and consuming. And maybe I'd rather spend the time gardening or learning to repair uh, or spending time with my family. Uh, then I think that that's, uh, that's something that we're really asking people to, to think about. So that's interesting. It's almost a bit of a lifestyle shift then in terms of um, just overall reduction and, and looking at um, at other ways. Uh, Christina, anything from the RCA's perspective? 
Well, I think um, I, I appreciated Sean's comment on critical thinking because that unfortunately is something that doesn't seem to be happening very much right now. We to these kind of situations, we tend to overreact. So I guess we would just urge people to be creative too. be creative about ways to still achieve the goals that we wanted to achieve. And the grocery bag example is such a good one because the poor stores are stressed, very stressed. And so once they make a policy, A, find the ones that actually will like you, let you take your reusable bags like Calgary Co-op. And if you do not have access to those stores, there's other things you can do. Like you do not have to take their bags. Put your groceries into your cart, take your cart out to your car, and then put them into your bag. Like there are ways around this. So be creative um, and, and, and find better ways of doing it. Yeah, that's great advice. And um, Kathleen, don't want to leave you out of the conversation either if there's uh, there's anything. I know Environment Lethbridge had been very involved in, in recommending a lot of uh, things on food waste and food reduction. Are there other pieces that you have to add in terms of um, actions that for people to reduce their, their waste? Sure. Um, and it's interesting because food waste is a focus that we've had for a number of months now. Uh, we've really been looking at ways to um, not just to go beyond composting and look at ways that people can actually reduce uh, food waste in their homes. And I think uh, one of the things we're really seeing at the moment is people are much more engaged and aware of how they're interacting with food in their homes right now. Um, you know, people are, are going to the grocery store much less frequently. I think there's a lot more consciousness around um, how they're dealing with food in their homes so that they can reduce those those grocery trips and uh, and are just uh, everyone's just a little bit more present when it comes to dealing dealing with that aspect. Uh, so we've been really um, trying to focus on um, promoting some of those uh, everyday tools around how you manage food in your home. So food storage, uh, meal planning, uh, those kind of uh, tools that uh, we've all been um, aware of and uh, and using, but I think for a lot of people are uh, much more more front of mind than they were before. Yeah, that's great. And I wanted to recommend for our listeners to check out your website. Um, you had some really great resources on there about um, recipes and, like you said, managing and meal planning and, and waste, food waste reduction. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that came about and some of the inspiration for that within the community? Sure. Um, yeah, so the website is wasteless.ca slash food. Uh, and this is, uh, we launched uh, wasteless.ca um, back in 2016. And this uh, food waste section is sort of our second uh, second phase of information. Um, and uh, we have a, a a committee of community members who are really engaged in waste reduction in Lethbridge and um, we Lethbridge is a community that does not have curbside pickup over of organic waste and so we're always looking at um, new ways that we can encourage people to reduce waste in their homes and uh, food waste and organic waste makes up quite a high percentage of our landfill waste and so it was a logical uh, place for us to focus some effort around uh, getting some tools out out for people. So the Wasteless website kind of takes people uh, on a journey of, um, you know, from the moment you start to plan your meals to you get your groceries to you bring them home uh, to storing leftovers, all of those different steps. Where are the opportunities to reduce your waste along the way? Yeah, then I think it's it's good for people to have those resources where 
as we're a bit out of our regular routine, it's good to have some go back to some of those basics of planning and and a little bit more prep. And um, was even reading an article today about the different type of prep when when you're buying groceries for 10 days or two weeks at a time, uh, buying foods that will last a lot longer in the fridge or or in your cold room as opposed to, to things that go quickly and that need to be eaten quickly. So I think we'll we'll move on. And speaking of creativity, um, really one of the things we've seen is a number of kind of adapting in a number of online engagement programs. And um, Brianna, I know Plastics Free YYC hosted a virtual cleanup for Earth Day on April 22nd. Can you talk about how that went and um, what the engagement you had from your members? Yeah, um, that it was really fun to host. Uh, we had great engagement. Everyone was very excited about it. Um, we don't have a hun- we don't have like solid numbers on how many people actually participated cleaning up that day um, because we had an online contest. We had over thirty five entries into the contest. So if we, but not everyone would enter into the contest with a picture. So um, I would say, but uh, like on our event page, we had over seventy five. RSVP'd to the event so but you know it's not just about the numbers it was actually about the stories and the shares and the positivity around being able to do this and bringing people something a something to do um, during their day the weather was great that day and I'm just seeing people out there all ages um, all different family types just doing their little part to clean up the clean up our communities and we opened it up to all of Alberta so we had a few entrants from outside of the city and it wasn't just um, you know just Calgary we really wanted to bring it bring it full circle and share share our stories and I think you know all the stories that I heard from members was just like thank you for putting this on thank you for engaging um, our communities to still take care of our earth and get out there. Um, I, 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 w- I was glowing with the amount of positivity coming through and it really sh- shows that Albertans are still very keen on keeping our, our province, our world clean and reducing waste. So. And I think whether people participated on the day, it still kind of reminds people they can get out and do that just on their regular walk or run, um, kind of out clogging. And and as the snow melts, um, people can go out and pick up litter. You're seeing a lot more out there now. So it's uh, that's great to encourage that all the time, not just a special event, but it's a really good way to kickstart that and, and get people thinking about that. Don't just walk by the litter, pick it up as you're going and, um, and really help clean up the community. Yeah, it was, it was really awesome. I think there was, you know, and we, we presented it in such a way um, to address the current situation. So we gave everybody safety tips on how to pick up garbage properly and cleanly. And we always do that. But, um, you know, I think there, you know, there was a little bit more concern around that this year. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think all in all, it was a really great event. And we're going to move forward as trying to encourage people to continue doing that. It doesn't have to just be on Earth Day. That's great. And do you have some of those resources on your website or can you quickly share a couple points on the safety pieces for our listeners? Yeah, we do have all those points on there on the website. Um, simple, very simple things like wearing thick gloves. Um, and if you feel like you uh, would like to, you can use a picker. Um, some people choose either either or both. Um, and not to um, 
we actually pull a lot of the safety tips directly from the city of Calgary website, which is like, don't pick up sharp objects, um, anything large like tires or broken glass, um, leave those and just call 311 and they'll come and get it. Um, and simply, um, just, you know, wearing your sunscreen, dressing for the weather, all those basics, but it's more, more about wearing your proper protective gear, um, when you're out there and just having fun. Yeah, that's great. And I know, um, Sean, you had wanted to chat a little bit about uh, Waste Free Edmonton. And what are you guys doing to continue to meet your goals during this time? It can be hard to reach people in, in person, but what are some of the other things that you guys have looked at doing? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our campaigns and initiatives have been put on hold, uh, including th- this spring, we were launching our Bring Your Own Container initiative for uh, restaurants. And uh, obviously, the timing of that couldn't be couldn't be much worse, um, but uh, we've been able to move a lot of things digitally. Uh, we've been doing things like uh, the first event we did was to uh, have a local artist uh, teach people how to make or, and help them through a collaborative session of making no flyer signs, you're just using things around the house. And so it was a, an online kind of art project uh, with, with a waste uh, bent to it. Uh, we've also routinely have meetups where the, the local waste reduction community can get together and just chat with like-minded people. We've moved those digitally now, where uh, using the platforms like Zoom, uh, people who are otherwise fairly socially isolated at the moment, because uh, it's required, they're able to actually still talk with people and engage in conversation, and uh, whether it's venting frustration or sharing tips or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, we found that's been a very positive thing. And then we're going to continue to to do more virtual uh, events, like a, a hosting of the uh, screening of Story of Plastic um, that's that's just been released and, and uh, various things like that moving forward. So I think there is still uh, a, a really good possibility for, for us to engage with people uh, on using digital platforms and, and still kind of move ahead with the discussion and, and help people uh, connect. Yeah, that's great, Sean. And uh, we'll encourage people then to check out your social media pages and keep up to date on as those events get announced. And I think that's awesome to have the have continue to have online engagement. People are still looking for ways to stay engaged and educated. And so that's great to hear. Uh, I guess a final question for all of you today as we continue to to work on waste reduction and despite the fact that you know, uh, some single use material like personal protective equipment is is needed for safety and and things like that i guess just looking forward um do you think that we can get back to some of these programs like Sean you mentioned your your reusable containers and um and the Brianna, you talked about some of the zero waste stores. I guess what what do you each of you see as some of the biggest concerns or opportunities um, going forward? Maybe we'll start with Christina and uh, and then go to Kathleen and Brianna and Sean to close out. Sure. Uh, I think we really need to. There's a real danger we could get depressed through this whole situation. That's that so many of our programs are are being put aside and just aren't aren't seen as a priority anymore. But we need to learn from this and we need to learn how to make our programs more resilient so that they actually can get through this kind of situation. And part of that is we, we don't, the science around this whole thing has been really sketchy 
and hasn't been really communicated that well, largely because there's a lot that, that we are just learning now. So we definitely need better science and we need to better react to these situations based on real fact rather than just a lot of fear, honestly, which has come to the front. But at the same time, I think we can make our programs better so that they, you know, for example, there aren't concerns. So so that when you bring your your containers back to like, I, I feel really bad, especially for the zero waste stores. And so there there are programs where there's more there, there's a really strong focus on things like cleanliness and sterilization and those things that, that can really make people feel safe to use those options, even in these situations. But at the same time, then the, 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 the governments need to, to really be a little bit, I think, more forthcoming about what the realities are around the risks because again, we're seeing a lot of situations that are very, very low risk that are are that pay, that the businesses, for example, are feeling they have to overreact to. So that's the type of thing going forward that I think we can just design better programs that can 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 weather this kind of storm and and continue to place the the emphasis on the ability to actually reduce waste. Yeah, thanks, Christina. And I guess, like you said, it's getting the the right information out there and helping people as opposed to creating more questions or more concern, um, like we've seen on some of the reusables and the passing of of um, germs or the the concern over passing through reusable materials. So, um, I thought those are great points. Thanks very much. Um, Kathleen, any any thoughts for from your organization or from Environment Lethbridge and some of the the biggest concerns and opportunities as we move forward? Yeah, I think um, you know the one thing that kind of gives me hope, I guess, is that if if anything has become clear uh, through the past couple months, it's the that the potential for large scale action really exists. And so I look to things like. Um, you know, conversations around things like circular economy and um, and that kind of thing, which I think sort of tie into uh, buy local and know where your products come from and, and some of those kind of concepts. And I think um, starting to have those conversations about, um, you know, sort of what do we want the future of our communities to look like and and where do we want to get these products and um, how do we want to engage with things that way and and that's what I sort of feel um, if we can start to have those conversations now that gives me hope for what um, what could be possible um, in the future as we as we start to come out of this. Yeah, great points there. Thanks very much, Kathleen. And um, yeah, as we kind of look at with uncertainty on a few things, you're right, it is, it's also an opportunity for some planning and to see what we have been able to accomplish um, with through this. And, and uh, that's great. Brianna, any other final remarks from you and, and Plastics Free YYC? Yeah, um, just to like, I, I love the ideas of being creative, creating better programs. I feel um, just remaining positive and supporting one another um, in our in our journey through this um, uncertain time is important. I mean, we're going to continue from our end communicating these positive stories. I'm hearing from all over the world. I follow lots of zero waste communities out there, and there's things like um, 
there's so many businesses now taking the opportunity to already start creating those better programs. Uh, for example, there's um, coffee cup dis- deposit systems now where you can go in, you pay a $10 deposit on a mug, and then you don't have to, there, there is no re, there is no garbage in, in that system. Um, you come back and they give you a fresh mug kind of thing. Um, so just, I love seeing the creativity already spurring uh, across our, our local businesses and around the world. And I think, um, there's so much opportunity for our, our, um, zero waste communities to take advantage of as opposed to feel like it's the end of the end of the movement. I feel like there's like to, to kind of piggyback off of what Christina was saying, um, create those safety, um, safety kind of nets, those, those safe feelings, uh, whether it's hand wash stations at bulk state at bulk barns or just all gravity fed bulk systems to allow people to feel safe to do this. I feel like it's actually going to be a positive in the long run. Um, getting more people interested in it, um, making it safer for everyone around, you know, a lot more people could probably adopt this zero waste movement and reduce their waste. So, um, yeah, I'll throw it to Sean to kind of follow up from that. Yeah, I agree. There's a, the, the thing with any disruption, which this is a massive, massive disruption, um, obviously, in people's lives. But every time that occurs, there's an opportunity for, for change. And I know it's difficult to talk about opportunities arising out of something that's uh, obviously devastating a lot of people's lives. But that's just a fact that there are opportunities that arise from things like this. And so I th- think and I hope that this will cause people to reevaluate their their priorities and actions as Brianna was saying as well it'll cause businesses to 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 reevaluate and really think about what why were they doing the things that they were doing was it just because they were kind of stuck in a paradigm or uh were they was there real reasons for what they were doing so maybe now people ask do I really need to go back to to driving to work or flying for a business meeting or can I do it virtually? Uh, do I really need to buy new uh, new clothes for every fashion cycle that there is uh, from from whatever massive retailer? Or when I went six or eight or however many months without doing that, um, was that really so bad that I didn't spend that much time in the mall? Or when I was worried about food security, so I started uh, doing gardening. And hey, you know what? Having my own food... There's so many benefits to that environmentally from a a waste and packaging perspective, food security perspective, uh, it just being enjoyable. So all of these things that people just did or didn't do, I'm just really hopeful that that people will will continue to to reevaluate and think moving forward, have a real reason and rationale for what it is that they're doing. And hopefully the environment is a is a big factor in that those considerations. I think that's a great way to wrap up the episode, Sean, and appreciate all of you for joining us and for your leadership and your motivation that you provide to the members of the community on on some of these waste reduction and environmental awareness initiatives. It's just refreshing to hear some of these different perspectives. And, and while we know there's some challenges, it's great to hear the opportunities that you've all identified as well. So um, thank you very much. And I uh, would like to remind our listeners 
listeners as well that there is an article as well that we've shared on the RCA website and I'm sure on, on some of your other sites as well for the folks that have joined us on the podcast today just about those actions to reduce, reuse and recycle and um, and some of the things that you can do during these times and, and always in your daily actions and daily lives and we'll include the, the links that have been mentioned today from our participants um, in the show notes. I'd like to remind everyone that we can find more episodes of On the Cusp, Alberta Circular Podcast on iTunes and Google Play or visit recycle.ab.ca for all of the episodes. Thanks very much, everyone.